Whatever you got to say, give me this. To the end zone. Touchdown. First down and more. Dalvin Cook breaking free. Aguilar's thoughts on the took a fifth overall in the draft when he came out of Florida the stage. Miles Sanders dragging tacklers. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the second ever episode of Turf Talk. I am one half of your host, Dylan Davis. You can give me a follow on Twitter at DylanJD98, and I am joined by my co-host, Scotty. You can give him a follow at Scotty Drowned. And in just a few moments, we will be joined by the great Rob Motti to discuss a lot, Scott. There's a lot of Eagles questions we have for him. Uh, Draft 2021 season, Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni. And then there's also, we are a total NFL show here, man, on Turf Talk. So there's some Aaron Rodgers discussion. There's, there, there's a lot to get into. So first of all, how are you? And how was your weekend? Hey, man, you know, uh, we talked about it, but it, it, was, a, it was a busy weekend. Um, we had to, you know, move some things around. Of course, we are here on a Monday and we, we got Rob Motti joining the show. Um, so I've been looking forward to it all weekend, but uh, yeah, just did some grilling out yesterday, relaxed, tried to catch up, had a mean hangover from Saturday, so yeah. uh, I had to get right yesterday, man. How, how have you been? Yeah, I know. We we keep telling the people, Sundays, Turf Talk is Sundays, football, Sundays. See the correlation? And we're just Monday, Monday, but no, <laughs> no we will get right. Uh, you know, Mother's Day, completely forgot, by the way, when I reached out to Rob yeah. about doing a show on Sunday, completely bonehead move. Oh, Mother's Day. So I get home in the morning and I got a lot to do, a couple places to go. And I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to work. So yeah. I, so he, he, he's great. He's flexible. And he said that uh, today would be just fine. So um, he does have the link. He will be joining us very shortly. Did tell him one. So we're a little early for him, Scott, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to get his thoughts, not just on the Eagles, but Aaron Rodgers, dude. Like, there's a uh, there's there's just a ton of rumors floating around, and uh, I just sent you that link before we hopped live on here. Um, WIP floated out another article, you know, following their Deshaun Watson, you know, mentioned this morning that the Eagles would still, you know, be looking if Deshaun if Deshaun Watson is ruled innocent, they would still be interested in making a move for him. Um, and then they just floated out this article mentioning the Eagles as a top three landing spot in the NFC for Aaron Rodgers as well. So these rumors are floating around not only throughout the NFL with some of the top QBs in the NFL, but specifically here in Philadelphia, the rumors are flowing, which once again, you know, it just speaks to how the Eagles aren't so sure on Jalen Hurts, right? Like, that's what it comes down to. Now, you know, some people would say, obviously, it's Aaron, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's Deshaun Watson. Like, obviously. And, uh, you know, I'm in that same thinking. Yeah. Like, I would take those guys in a heartbeat. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is 35 years old, man. Like, he's he's, he's old. So, right. if you're buying in, you know, you better have a plan. And, and as you saw with Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers doesn't like when you have a backup plan for him. No. So he- take well to that that Jalen Hurts pick either. (laughs) No, I don't think a lot of people do, but here he is, our guest of honor today, the great Rob Motti. Everybody go follow him if you're not already uh, on Twitter, at Rob Motti. Rob, how are you? And thank you so much for taking the time to join us. 
Oh, you're welcome, guys. It's a pretty hectic time in my life. I got a lot of news that I'm going to be sharing soon, but uh, can't break it right now. But it's been it's been crazy. It's been wild. It's been awesome. Super blessed. So just excited to uh, to uh, uh, have some major changes coming. But right now, it's fun to be here with you guys. Well, we cannot wait to hear what that news is. But I know my man Scott uh, has a question for you concerning the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, yeah, of course. And and welcome to the show, Rob. Just wanted to say hi, introduce myself. My name is Scott. Um, it's nice to finally meet you. I have a lot of appreciation for your work. Um, so happy to be here with you today. Um, so first question, um, simple question. You've probably heard it a million times. Uh, what were your f- initial feelings on the Eagles draft? Um, and if you do give draft grades, I'm not sure if you're into that. What would you give the Eagles draft grade uh, first look? Man, I got to be honest. I can't. I- I really feel like draft grades, you can't analyze accurately a draft until three years down the line, two years down the line. Uh, I'll tell you this. I really liked initially moving back from 6 to 12. I thought when you can go from 6 to 12 and gain another first-round pick next year, I thought that was the right move. At 12, I thought that they were going to make a move, and I thought it was more likely that they'd move back than up. They didn't. They moved up can't really argue with coming out of this draft with a playmaker, a Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, and an extra first-round pick next year. You there, you got to like that pick. Like You'd have to be really nitpicky to say, oh, Howie did a bad job there. You got an extra first. You turned six into a first next year and Devontae Smith, who a lot of people thought, hey, maybe at six we should go get Devontae Smith, right? So uh, I, I thought that was that was terrific. However, as I started thinking about it, before the draft, I was like, if you trade back, one of the teams I would look at trading back with would be the Bears if a quarterback falls. It happened. And they wanted Justin Fields, and they gave up a big price to get Justin Fields. So the Eagles could conceivably have made that. They made the offer to all four teams ahead of them, uh, the Eagles, the Giants, the Cowboys, and I think they made that offer to the Broncos, the Bears did. So the Eagles could have traded 12 for 20 and gained another first round pick. And at 20, maybe taken whether it was Quiddy Pay. Uh, I don't necessarily like the receiver that the Giants took at 20. I thought that yeah. was a reach, but they could have gained another first round pick. So on my show Saturday on a Fanatic or Sunday, one of those days over the weekend, all these days are running together. I put that out there and it was overwhelming. The, that people liked the pick and they were happy with Devonte Smith and, and an extra one as opposed to trading back. But if had you done that, you would have had 20. You would have kept your third round pick. You would have gained another four next year, another five this year, and you would have you would have four potentially first round picks next year. What could you do with four first round picks? That goes back to what you were talking about before I hopped in, right? Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, anything like that. So uh, they didn't do it. I'm not going to nitpick uh, Devontae Smith. It, it was a nice move. Landon Dickerson, I can understand people's uh, kind of fear, really, yeah. because every time we talk about Landon Dickerson, we're going to say if he's healthy, well, he could be this. But we have to qualify it with if he's healthy, and justifiably so. He's been hurt four out of the last five years. So if he's healthy, I like the pick. But I don't know if he's going to be healthy because he hasn't been throughout his college career. But he's a freakish athlete. My man's doing uh, cartwheels. I call them I call them side flips, and he had to teach me like directly right there on Zoom in the interview. Like, uh, dude, they're uh, called cartwheels. I'm like, I forgot. 
been a while. Dude, right? But and, and as far as you know, the third day picks, I really like Kenny Gainwell. I think he may have been the steal of the third day for the Eagles. So we don't really know about the third day guys, but I, I like him. Uh, I like Jacoby Stevens. So we'll, we'll see. I, I think they added some depth. They got some talent in there. Um, it looks like a pretty decent draft. If I, if you were going to put a gun in my head and say, no, Rob, you got to grade this draft. You can't wait two or three years down the road. I'm going to go like in, in a B in a B plus range because you know, that's, you get an extra pick and you get Devontae Smith, that catapults it for me. Yeah. All right. So I know this is going to be a difficult question to answer because only the future like will tell this. But um, you know, last time we spoke, you talked about the Eagles' struggles to draft Pro Bowl talent and how making a Pro Bowl really isn't all that difficult. <laughs> uh so when you look at this draft class, do you see any future Pro Bowlers on this Eagles roster? Um we all want to say Devontae Smith. We all want to believe Devontae Smith is right. Do you believe he is? And then after that, is there anyone past him that you could see being, um, you know, talented enough to make a Pro Bowl? Yeah, I def I think Devontae Smith could be a Pro Bowl type talent sooner rather than later. Like that could happen this year. That could happen next year. Uh, and again, I'll qualify it with if he's healthy. But if he's healthy when he plays, Landon Dickerson, he's got that kind of ability, right? Uh, beyond that. I, I don't know if I see him really Pro Bowl-type talent, but that's okay because if you can get guys who are quality starters for the, the duration of their rookie contract, that's a pretty significant boost because not only have they not been able to draft Pro Bowlers, they haven't been able to draft guys who they who stick around and contribute and are starters for the team, and that contributes to lack of depth. That forces them to have to go out there and make trades and sign guys in free agency. So if you can get three or four starters out of this draft and only one guy or maybe potentially two guys are Pro Bowlers, that's a terrific draft, I think. Awesome. Yeah, so just to kind of you know we'll, we'll kind of switch switch topics here, go go a different pace. Um, just wanted to you know quickly get your thoughts on Jalen Hurts. Obviously, um, you know there's some question marks here going into the season. Um, we mentioned it. You mentioned what we were talking about before you hopped on here. So we got a bunch of rumors soaring around, um, even in Philadelphia. Um, I'm not sure how true those rumors are. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how that plays out. But do you see franchise quarterback in Jalen Hurts, or have you just simply not seen enough to even know? Honestly, guys, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't think anybody knows. Nobody nobody can answer that question and say definitively yes right. or no, including the team itself, because that's why they, they, explored, they explored the possibility of moving up. And once they realized they weren't going to be able to get Zach Wilson – they moved back. They explored the possibility of, and they will continue to, if Jalen, uh, if, if Deshaun Watson, his legal situation ends up being, and at some point I think things will get settled. He may end up on the commissioner's exempt list, but they got to really do their homework there now because of everything that he's had off the field. If Aaron Rodgers really does become available, if Russell Wilson is available, they're going to be players. They're going to inquire about it. But by that time, maybe we'll have a better idea of Jalen Hurts. What I saw out of Jalen Hurts last year 
was a guy who made me want to see more. I, I didn't I didn't see Jalen Hurts run out there and I go, I said, I'm done. I decided he's just a backup. He's a he's a guy who's a Taysom Hill. You're gonna just use him in very no, I, I saw a guy who had poise, who had leadership ability, who's got command of the huddle, who's got respect in the locker room, somebody who's got all of the intangibles. So now once you check off those intangibles, let's get to what he can do on the field. His dual threat ability is tremendous. He can run. He can get you 100 yards on the ground. I don't think that's sustainable for four, five, six years. But for as long as he's got that escapability and the ability to move outside the pocket, that's an asset. So now you got to work on a little bit of his accuracy issues. And, and I think that's something that for a rookie quarterback, it's understandable. You give him more playmakers. You build a solid offensive line around him. They brought in Devontae Smith. They're bringing in and solidifying even more players in the backfield to go along with Miles Sanders. Maybe you become a little bit more run-oriented. That's going to help the passing game. So I'm excited to see what Jalen Hurts can do. I don't even know that you can have a final determination on him after one season and what could be a rebuilding year, but I think we'll have a clearer idea of Jalen and hurts once we get to see him play and and let's not forget the the uh, Nick Sirianni's a new head coach you got a new offensive system you got a young coaching staff enthusiastic coaching staff a lot of energy in that building how's that going to impact it was a terrible situation for the Eagles last year he was thrown into a a team that was just completely in disarray all kinds of issues. The coach gets fired. The franchise quarterback gets traded. The offensive line was a mess. And he still showed some ability. So I, I think the talent's there, and he's just got to get coached up. Yeah, so it's interesting that you bring up the Aaron Rodgers, the the Russell Wilson, the Deshaun Watson factor, because that's quite literally my next question for you. Um, If he's not the guy after this season, um, and like you said, you, we may even not know after the season, but I think it's very important that we do uh, find that out. What do you think is more likely? The Eagles trying to find the next guy through the draft and really get into a rebuild or package those hopefully three first-round picks next year and whatever else and be a player, like you said, for Aaron Rodgers, Sean Watson? I think it's going to be dependent a little bit upon what they see out of the quarterback draft class because a lot of people have talked about this quarterback draft class not being a good one in 2022, that there's not a lot of quality starters in there. However, I think that can change because in 2016, when Howie moved up to get Carson Wentz and the Rams moved up to take Jared Goff, they talked about the 17 quarterback class not being a good one, and Patrick Mahomes was in that one. Deshaun Watson was in that one. So things can change. So I think a little bit of this is dependent upon Upon that, does somebody step up in the, in the college football season and becomes a, a top-notch guy that you can target and go after in the top three, top four of the draft? However, that aside, uh, Russell Wilson is already – he's a future Hall of Famer. Aaron Rodgers is a future Hall of Famer. Uh, there's uh, obviously with Aaron Rodgers, he's an older player, but what we've seen is when Tom Brady can do this, and Tom Brady might be the only person who can go out there and win a Super Bowl at 43. He's probably, to me, maybe the greatest individual. He's the greatest athlete in pro sports history to be able to do what he does. But that, I think, motivates a guy like Aaron Rodgers to want to play into his 40s. Maybe he's not going to be a Super Bowl champ at 43, but I got to think that Aaron Rodgers got four years 
maybe three years, maybe five years, somewhere in there. So if you think that you can win a Super Bowl in that three to five year window, the cost for Rodgers has to be less than the cost for Russell Wilson because of age. It's got to even be less than the cost for Deshaun Watson because of age. You can't. The, the Green Bay Packers, if Aaron Rodgers is demanding a trade, cannot expect to get in return what Watson or Russell Wilson are going to be able to bring the Texans and the Seahawks just simply because of age and the fact that he's got those trade demands out there and he's not willing to come back. What if he sits out this year? The problem is the Eagles got to wait a year. They got to see what they can do. And, and I don't know how the Rodgers situation is going to shake out, but they could be if Watson and Wilson are there and the Eagles have decided Jalen Hurts is eh, we're still unsure about him. They're going to make a, they're going to make a play. That's what they do. And we should never expect anything less from Howie Roseman. And you got to give him credit for that because he's always going to inquire about guys. He's going to, as they say, kick the tires. He's going to try and see what he can do. And he's not afraid to pull the trigger on a blockbuster deal. So you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, so we can kind of just stay on that same, you know, page. Um, the next question was going to be about Aaron Rodgers um, anyways. So um, we know you covered the entire NFL. Just wanted to get your perspective on what transpired in Green Bay and your feelings on has, has Aaron Rodgers just simply played his last game at Lambeau Field? What are your thoughts on that? So I, I really do feel that some of what happened with the draft, like Aaron Rodgers, went out there and had an MVP season. And it was kind of almost a stick it, you know, stick it to the Green Bay Packers organization for drafting Jordan Love, like in the first round. Now, it, a lot of people during the whole Wentz Earth saga were trying to equate it to Green Bay, which I thought was a little bit different because uh, in Wentz's case, he's a younger quarterback. They went and spent a second round asset I kind of a little bit understood it from Green Bay's side, from their perspective. But at the same time, for all those things I just said about Aaron Rodgers a few minutes ago, like he's a guy who could play into his 40s. If you think you got a guy for three, four, five more years like Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay would have been better off spending that first round pick on talent to surround him. If you look back at the totality of their drafts in the first round uh, throughout Aaron Rodgers' tenure, I believe, in, and I don't have this in front of me, but it's it's like 80% that they've taken defensive players. So they have not invested in first-round picks on the offensive side to help Aaron Rodgers. So I think it's an accumulation of a lot of disappointment and frustration. And then if he's reached that point with the GM where he's calling him Jerry Krause, right, to, to other players, we've seen that report. That ain't good, guys. And I, I know I've seen in certain situations where – Guys are just tired and done with a GM. Once you lose trust in an organization, once you lose trust with your general manager and you no longer feel that he has your best interest, you don't believe in him, you don't think he's telling you things truthfully, relationships are going to dissolve. We've seen that happen here in Philly. We're going to see it happen again here in Philly with another potential Hall of Famer in Zach Ertz. And it looks like that's going to happen in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know how that situation is mendable if he's saying it's either me or the GM. And unless they move on from that GM, Aaron Rodgers will have played his last game. And right now it looks like maybe Denver can be a team that gets in there and makes a play. San Francisco can at this point. Like you just invested in Trey Lance. Yeah. I don't see how, I don't see how they can do that. So it, it kind of limits 
the the potential destination spots for Aaron Rodgers. Um, but you know, Green Bay is going to try and fight to keep them. They're going to fly out to California, do whatever they can. I think there's real potential for this thing to be messy and ugly. So let me ask you this, because there's a lot of buzz around that. There's a lot of buzz around Watson, and there's even been noise about uh, Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. What are the odds that all this goes down all offseason long, and not even just this year, but in the future, that these three stay with their teams? I think Watson is of the three. Watson definitely isn't going back to Houston. I can't see area where where Watson goes back to Houston. I would be more likely like of the three, I think Wilson is most likely to stay. Uh, and then Rogers slightly, uh, it's definitely Watson is gone. So then I'd have to say Rogers would be the second guy who would potentially stay. But I, I, I really think you'll see two out of the three, at least move. And that would be Rogers and Watson Wilson situation. I think that's salvageable. I don't think there's a lot of animosity there. I think some of that stuff with Wilson was, was uh, media just blowing it a little bit out of proportion. Like the stuff with Rogers is now real yeah. The stuff with Watson. He flat out didn't want to play there. He said, he said that and the organization has acknowledged that. And now he's got all these other things that he's got to deal with. But the stuff with Wilson, I think is uh, that relationship is mendable. All right, we should have just labeled this episode the quarterback episode because this is where my <laughs> next question is going as well. Um, and look, man, it pains me to say this as a lifelong Eagles fan and my favorite team of the four in the city. I don't think the Eagles are going to be very good this year. I, I just don't, and I know that's very pessimistic of me, and it's not how I normally am, but that's just where I'm at. Uh, so to me, this season should be all about finding out if you made the correct decision uh, last year in the second round and Jalen Hurts can be a franchise quarterback or not. Like to me, you just need the answer. And if he's not, you know, it's still not good. Cause like, why did you do that then? What did you do that for next year or last year? Then if he can't be the guy, um, and you invested that second round pick and you traded your franchise quarterback at the time. So to me, that's a successful season. If you find that question out, what's What is a successful season to you in this kind of rebuild year in Philadelphia? I agree that, that I've been saying that I feel the number one priority in 21 is finding out if Jalen Hurts is QB1 in 2022. Like that's got to be the number one priority. I don't care if you are late in the season and you're in contention and Hurts is struggling and you think you can win the division by playing Joe Flacco. No, <laughs> I want Jalen Hurts out there if healthy for all 17. That's what that to me is the number one priority. I'm a little, I'm starting to get a little bit more optimistic about this season in the sense that I initially thought this is a five to seven win team and that's it. No more, no less. I didn't think they'd be as bad as last year, but I thought five to seven. And then Devontae Smith comes in and he can be an instant impact player, right? Um, The offensive line, if healthy, there's a lot of ifs in my scenario, but if the offensive line comes back and and Brooks and Lane Johnson are back to Pro Bowl form. That's asking a lot because right. they're older. They're coming off major injuries. But if they're back to Pro Bowl form, if the left tackle spot gets solidified, whether it's Andre Dillard or Jordan Maylotta takes over, if Jason Kelsey's still playing at a Pro Bowl caliber level, if Miles Sanders takes that next step in Sirianni's offense, if Jalen Rieger and or any of the other young receivers, in addition to Devontae Smith, can take that next step and Jalen Hurts develops. And then the defense, maybe away from the shadows of Jim Schwartz, some of the guys can step up their performance. 
all of these are if, 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 and if. If all of that happens, maybe you're an eight or nine win team, which ordinarily is nothing to be excited about. But in the NFC East, nine wins might win this division. There, I don't see a team. I think the Cowboys, if Dak Prescott's healthy, uh, are going to certainly be much better than they were last year. And I do think Washington and the Giants are going. They, I see improvement in both of those teams. I like the way the Giants finished up under Joe Judge. We know Ron Rivera and, and Washington won the division last year, and they've taken. But their quarterback situation is like, eh, you know, Ryan Fitzmagic. So uh, the, the division is there to be won. At nine wins, maybe 10, I don't think the Eagles are going to be in the mix unless all of these if scenarios play out favorably, and that's asking a lot. Yeah, I completely agree with you, and I think Scott might be on the same page. I haven't asked him this question yet, um, either, but I'd say it's like six maybe. But also, the schedule's being released shortly. Um, I, I don't know if the Eagles' schedule is easy, is you know not that difficult after the down season they had last year. Who knows, maybe they win more than we expect. But that's where I'm at. And, uh, Rob, before we let you go, I know my man Scott does have a question for you about a player that is no longer in the city. Sure. Yes. So, um, and great great segue there, Dylan. I appreciate <laughs> that, man. Um, yeah, obviously, it's going to be a question about Carson Wentz. Now, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you know. Um, Wait, he's not here anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know, uh, Rob, I, I was a huge Carson Wentz fan. I uh, still am. Uh, I, I truly appreciate the guy and everything he did for Philly. And um, I don't I don't think he got a fair hand here. We're past that. We're moving on. Um, what are some realistic expectations in Indy for Carson Wentz next season? Um, what are your thoughts of the fit? Um, do you think this is like a perfect best case scenario for him? Because that's what I kind of see in my eyes. I see an indie team that is built on the defensive end. Uh, they run the football well. Um, they have some young receivers. And then they, of course, got T.Y. Hilton back. What are your thoughts on that fit? And what are your expectations for Carson next year? I do think it's a perfect fit. You know, there's a lot of times where we talk about situations from the outside looking at them and go, oh, this makes so much sense and, and things don't work out, right? Or we think that it's going to be an ideal fit, a player going somewhere or a team making a move for somebody. This is one of those scenarios where everybody I talk to, even before he was traded to Indy and now after, just talks about that, that chemistry between Carson and Frank Reich. Like, they are – they are so close in sync. The chemistry's there. And he's going to a team that won 11 games last yeah. year with Phillip Rivers in his retirement year. Like, this wasn't Phillip Rivers 10 years ago. This is a Phillip Rivers at 39 years old. Carson Wentz is obviously younger, more athletic, and more talented right now than Phillip Rivers and could do more in that offense if he gets back on track. They got him a left tackle now, right? Eric Fisher signed uh, today. So that helps. Uh, there could still be a possibility of Zach Ertz ending up in Indy, which will only help that offense. So I think realistically, like if you're a Colts fan, you got to be thinking Super Bowl or bust. I can't put them there yet because I, I got to see the Colts uh, play out the season. They got a great defense, too. They got a really good defense, and that's going to help that offense. So I think they're a real contender. But they, you guys still got the Chiefs. You got the Bills who are a good team. It's a tough conference to win. It's a tough conference to come out of. I think they should be the front runner in their division. And, and if you're an Eagles fan, all you got to hope for is Carson meets those uh, conditions and you get yeah. that first round pick. Or exactly. he meets 
Actually, you got to hope for this. Meet those conditions and the Colts bottom out in the top five pick. But I, you know, I, I can't imagine the scenario where that plays out. Yeah, neither yeah. can I, man. But Rob, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Um, we have a lot more questions for you, so hopefully we will get you back on in the near future. Thanks, man. You got it, fellas. Anytime. My pleasure. Have a great day. Have week. a good one. Awesome stuff there from the great Ooh. Rob Motti. He's the man, dude. Yeah, man. I love talking about that. That was an awesome experience for me. He's the man. Scott, did anything anything cross your mind like what when he was when uh you know he was answering our questions? Anything stick out to you? Hmm. Yeah. Uh honestly, the Aaron Rodgers, you know, little nugget there. Basically, you know, he's he's gone. Um, you know, that's what I took from it. And I you you see it in the mainstream news, but then you know, getting to talk to somebody who is actually in that world mm -hmm. and you know, seeing their actual perspective, you know, we're not right. on yet. Not, not just blowing smoke. Yeah. Yeah. He's not blowing smoke. It isn't, you know, clickbaiting, none of that type of stuff. It's just simply a perspective, his opinion. And he thinks Aaron Rodgers out of the, out of that green Bay door. And I think that is insane to think about the possibilities. I, I just, the question mark on Jalen Hurts is the big one for me. And that's, it's yeah. going to, it's all, we're going to be talking about this on turf talk and everywhere we're on together for the next several months and all of the 2021 season. But one thing did stick out to me. And he's right. There's a ton of ifs. And I just told you, I don't think they're going to be very good this year. Yeah. So I'm not just flipping a switch and be like, oh, no, like talking myself into something. Like I know, like I've preached that Eagles fans can't and shouldn't do this year. But he made some interesting points, man. Like, yeah. I get it. There's a ton of ifs. But, like, I think the Eagles are a five to six win team, even if a lot of those ifs don't pan out. Just a few of them pan out. They they won four games last year, and they were a dumpster fire, right? And they tied. So, let you got to at least spot them the four to five wins. They yeah. play the Jets in the extra week. That should be a win, right? Now you're yeah. around that six mark. Can they overachieve by by two games or something like that? I depending on the schedule, maybe. But what stuck out to me is when he talked about the division and some of the ifs on this Eagles offense, because he's right. Like if they're healthy with the offensive line, if Nick Sirianni is a you know very talented and, and smart um offensive mind here and he transforms this offense and with all the speed we have at the quarterback position and in the in the running dude also we didn't bring this up yet as eagles fans um the carry on johnson signing i i like it a lot look yeah. I, I know there's some people that are over the moon about it i think that's ridiculous there's some people that are talking about detroit didn't want him so why do you want him and they bring up his how he couldn't get on the field last year with adrian peterson and blah 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 i get it dude but sometimes people just need a, a he, he carry on Johnson has had injury issues. If I'm correct, I don't, yeah. I'm just making that up. Um, yeah. I had to go back and see what those injuries were, but also sometimes you just need a change of scenery and maybe come back from an issue. He didn't get his starting job back right away. And you know, who knows now a running back room of Miles Sanders, carry on Johnson and Kenny Gainwell. That's something I can get behind a little bit. Yeah. You add in the health of the offensive line. You add in Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. And, you know, maybe like he said in the system, Rager or, or someone takes a step. Yeah. You got me a little bit excited, man. And yeah. as you know, I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts by any stretch of the imagination so far, but I'm not going to be an ass and just like, define this kid as one and three last year and he can't be any better there's a lot of question marks will he answer those so that that's the thing that stood out to me and yeah. i just think the message that he 
was trying to portray that I'm that I want everyone to understand. And I know a lot of people like from last year, oh, you're a hater. And I'm like, well, no, you're a hater because you hate our quarterback at the moment, which was Carson Wentz, blah, 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 is no one should know, right? No one has that answer. So for anyone declaring Jalen Hurts not the guy, and for anyone declaring Jalen Hurts the guy, you're both wrong because no one has any damn idea what this kid is. What are your thoughts there, Scott? So first thing I, I, I wanted to touch on, because obviously I, I got some things to say about Jalen Hurts as well. But to your point about Carryon Johnson, um, the first thing I thought was, well, you know, the Eagles are as unsure of Jordan Howard as we are. Like this dude is for probably sure. washed. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? The way the way that season played out for Jordan Howard last year and then the way the ending of the, the previous season when he finished out with the Eagles, the way that ended and he kind of just disappeared. Um He's looking washed. I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, that's I, I like Jordan Howard when he was here. I loved him when he was here. I wanted he, him to get the freaking ball him, more when he was here. For him to not get on the field last year when guys like Miles Sanders are out, that that's unacceptable for Boston Scott to be a lead back over you. Um, so just to point that out, I just wanted to say that makes uh, Jordan Howard expendable easily. Um, Carrion Johnson didn't get – he didn't clear the waivers. So we picked him up through the waiver wire, which means that, you know – he, he couldn't even make it through that waiver list, you know, to hit free agency. So there had to be some interest, interest there. Sure. You know what I mean? So to act like Carrion Johnson, he, he was, what, a second-round pick for Detroit? This didn't work out. He excels in things that our running back room doesn't. He's a bigger running back. He's a better – Change uh, of pace back. running back. He can, he can, you know, contribute in the passing game, which we've seen Miles Sanders struggle with, simply. You know what I mean? We've seen him drop agree. And we've seen him miss in pass protection. These are two things that we needed help in, and they they solidified it with Carry On Johnson. I think it's as simple as that. Um, I saw Matthew Barry said he put the coffin uh-huh. in Sanders, uh, put the nail in the coffin. Oh, man, him. that's ridiculous. Now well, I, I love the for, I love the optimism. I love the optimism of the signing of Carry On Johnson, but the pessimism of. Well, Miles Sanders makes no sense. It yeah. shouldn't go hand in hand. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Oh, we signed Carry On Johnson, so that means Miles Sanders like isn't yeah. isn't good, isn't the that guy. Has or... Nothing to do with no. Miles Sanders. I, no. Now you know his deficiencies, sure, but I don't see Carry On Johnson like feeding into Miles Sanders. No. Carry On Johnson isn't busting out four, three or four seventy plus yard touchdown runs. <laughs> yeah, like come on. So that that's my first thing I wanted to point out there, like the Carry On Johnson. Just settle down a little bit. You know what I mean? Everybody needs to calm down. It's not like this superstar move. It's not like some bum move. It's just right. it is what it is. We'll see what we it's, get out It's of a it. nice addition. Exactly. It can only add. It can't subtract. You know what I mean? Agreed. Um, so for your Jalen Hurts point, I, I think you're you're spot on. You know, Rob, you know, kind of kind of worded it the way that we kind of couldn't before, I guess, was And he just simplified it. That's all because everybody is trying to do all the analytics. We're trying to look at it four games from last year. We're trying to go back to college and say he persevered through this and that. This isn't college. This isn't Oklahoma. This isn't Alabama. And this isn't even last year's Philadelphia Eagles. So this year is a clean slate. He's coming in. He's I I don't expect Joe Flacco to be starting over him. I think that's just to motivate Jalen Hurts when we say it's a QB competition. You want to get the best out of him. So you're going to see him win that win that starting job. You're going to see him play next season. And we will – I see, I guess where I disagree is 
I think we'll know with Jalen Hurts because I think that he has certain talents like the running ability. We know that he can do that. We know what he brings yeah. to the table with that. There's certain areas that we're going to be looking for for improvements, and that's not running when things get tough. You know, yep. look, looking at keeping your eyes downfield. Yep. That's and accuracy. We're going to be looking for it, and of course, arm strength. You know, that's something that's been talked about with him as well. Um, maybe a lack of arm strength there. See, I disagree with that one. Those are the things we're going to be looking for, though. Like, so I, I, you know, that has been a rumor, the arm strength and the throwing from the hashes to the sidelines and making yeah. that, that throw. I get all that. The accuracy, I can kind of get the arm strength. I mean, all you have to go back and watch is the opening drive against Dallas yeah. um, in week 16 oh. or whatever, and he threw an absolute dart right over the shoulder of Deshaun Jackson on the fly. And for for six, so I kind of disagree with the, with the arm strength, um, yeah. but accuracy definitely accuracy on the deep throws is yeah. something that I'm looking at. And you hit the nail on the head. The the number one thing I'm looking for him, and that's another thing. I loved the intangible part that yeah. he brought up because he does have that. And whether some people don't like it or whatever, he you know he has respect. I think he had respect from day one, even when he was the backup quarterback in that locker room. He's got command of the huddle. He's got the leadership. He's got everything. Now, can you put that together on the field with your play? Right. Escapability. We all know it's there. Okay? Yeah. And I love you know that's kind of the way the NFL is going. And whether you know the argument of you want the old school pocket passer when you look like. Brady, for instance, but he's just beating Father Time at this point. Or right. do you want the Patrick Mahomes, the Russell Wilson, all that? I'm somewhere in the middle. Like I don't want no no disrespect. I I don't know how you feel on Lamar Jackson. I'm not a Lamar Jackson fan. I'm yeah. I, that, and we can discuss that throughout the you know on the many many shows we'll be doing yeah. here. <laughs> but when it comes to Jalen Hurts, not leaving the pocket on the first glimpse of trouble, like sticking through your reads, right? Not just looking for, I'm not saying he's just a one read quarterback and then that's it. I'm not saying that, but I feel like when I watched him last year, it was as soon as he sniffed pressure, he was out. You're not going to be successful this like that in the NFL. You're not you like, and I get it. That offensive line was scary and he probably watched 14 (laughs) weeks of Carson Wentz get his head taken off and he doesn't want to deal with that. I get that part. But like just sticking in the pocket, hanging in there, and not leaving on the first sign of trouble, and missing an open guy or an open throw or an open read is something that I'm definitely going to be looking for this year because I think that's something that a lot of Eagles fans will get easily pissed off with if yeah. as soon as he feels a finger or as soon as he sees something claps, he's out. No, and and Nikki, I I completely agree. I I think his legs is what makes him so unique. Um, but I want those legs when the play breaks down. I want like Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson, and I'm not asking him to be Patrick yeah. Mahomes or Russell Wilson, but they do it at the right time. But okay? you you know, at the end of the day, those those are the model QBs of the NFL. You like you do want them to be like that. You know, at the end yeah. of the day, we do want them to be like that. And uh, you know, just to follow up on your point. And I thought, you know, Nikki's comment kind of, you know, dissects directly into that. Right. It's knowing when to use your legs. And you mentioned it, you know, right right before this. But Russell Wilson, you see him using his legs and he's get, gathering time. He's building more time. He's helping his offensive line out. But he's keeping his eyes downfield. 
And he's always, you know, if he's moving around, he's still looking to make the pass. It's not looking to run. His first thought isn't to run. Like even as, right. as athletic as Russell Wilson is, it's not to run. And on your Lamar Jackson front, we've seen it in the playoffs. The I last think his play. first instinct is to run, and I we've seen that it the last three years when they shut his run game down. I mean, we watched him against Tennessee. I mean, some of his throws are disgusting, man. <laughs> And, and I'm not even joking. They're they're ducks, and and I got a lot of respect for Lamar Jackson. I think he's a really talented player. He's an MVP. He's an MVP. Literally, but, when you have those throwing deficiencies as a quarterback who is primary that, is to throw, it always comes back to haunt you. And I'm and, a true believer in that. Honestly, and that is why Baltimore to me will never win a a championship. With him playing that way, that style of football will never result in them winning a championship. It's great during the regular season. Yeah, yeah, I totally. It, agree. it, it ain't going to work out in the postseason. And I know some people are. Like, well, what does that mean? He's still winning games. Okay, let me see. We've seen it. How many? You just said how many years now in the postseason? Two or three. Yeah. So, and then and again, that doesn't define Lamar Jackson. But that style of quarterback play will not result in a Super Bowl, in my opinion. I'm sorry, yeah. it, it won't. Um, and I'm not saying that's what Jalen Hurts is going to be, and I, I know that's what we keep harping on. And it kind and it, at one, from one point of view, I love this conversation. From another point of view, we have a long off season ahead of us, and you know yeah. we're going to be doing this over and over again. So I apologize to our viewers if we, you know, beat a, you know, if we keep beating the same drum here on the on turf talk. But yeah. that's just where I'm at with Jalen Hurts, and how can you not be like, that's the biggest storyline in like in this upcoming season when it comes to the Eagles is Jalen hurts. Yeah. So and, I, I mean, this isn't to say that, you know, these guys can't get better. I mean, Jalen hurts is young. Lamar Jackson is young. We're just asking that we see these improvements. That's all we're saying. It's not that oh, that, you know, Jalen hurts is this finalized product. It's not like that. You just see the pictures, you see the videos of him working out you see all all the Eagles fans hyping him up, and you just hope that he lives up to that that image that we are already creating in this like social media platform and era of you know just the, you know I've seen the comparisons of him to Carson Wentz, you know Carson Wentz is hunting ducks, whatever the case may be. Um, you know we're starting this like this imagery already, and it's what Philadelphia does. They like set themselves up for for failure because you're you're setting these high expectations. I've seen like MVP hurts and you know, like you can't like based on what, like, like yeah, exactly. Like me what? saying, me saying, come on, man. Like that's ridiculous. That's personality, that's, you don't win MVPs off your personality, but not just that. Like that's, this isn't me saying he can't or he won't, or I don't want him to win the MVP or be an MVP talent. What I'm saying is it's not, it's not, disrespectful or pessimistic of me to say what the hell are you talking about when someone tweets that yeah and i think you know nikki just put that comment up there that the that is the biggest question that we're gonna be asking ourselves and you know so far you know you asked rob it, it there's no real idea of what it is that will signify that you know this is his it's, there's you know what it is we don't have i think idea. you'll know it when you see it yeah. And what I mean, but what I mean by that is this, the improvements that we're talking about. I'm not asking Jalen Hurts to go out and win the division to, for his, for this to be his job or to be in division winning content, contention at the end of the year. Yeah. I'm not asking for that. I don't think the roster is very good around him. 
I think they could overachieve if every if all the ifs fall in place. Yeah. But I think they're a five to set six set, maybe seven win team, as Rob alluded to. However, that doesn't mean Jalen Hurts can't play good football while they're a five to seven win team. Yeah. So the not leaving at the pocket, not leaving the pocket at the first uh, sign of, of pressure or trouble, you know, the accuracy on the on the throws to the sideline um, outside the hashes or the throw or the deep at ball accuracy, the deep ball arm strength, all those things. If you see those improvements, then yeah, I, I think that's that's one way you'll know. Um, maybe even if they're just competitive, Scott, like if they're just in most of the ball games and he's giving them a chance to win, you'll have, you'll know if he's the guy or not, but I'll tell you how you find out. He can't come out in the first half and light the freaking world on fire and then get shut down in the second half, a majority of the season. Cause that, that was the issue of the four games that he played in last year. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. So I'm just going to pose this question to you and, and you may know what I'm getting at, but and, and maybe maybe it doesn't even matter, you know, what this what your answer to this question is. But let's say that, you know, Jalen Hurts, he, he plays all the games next year, comes out, you know, has about let's just say like thirty five hundred passing yards, um, you know, maybe gets up into the seven hundred, eight hundred rushing yards, um, but has, you know, let's say like 16, 17 passing TDs and maybe anywhere from 10 to 14 interceptions. Would you be sold on that quarterback given his first full year starting? Um, Take the record out of it. We're just talking about quarterback. Yeah. So see, to me, I'm taking all the numbers out of it, man. I'm taking the record out of it and I'm taking those stats out of it. I'm not worried because uh, those be on the field. You exactly. Want- those stats yeah. to those stats to me, like I said, he could throw for 200 and 210 yards in the first half and have two total touchdowns and no interceptions. And then come out in the second half and throw for 75 yards and have two picks and the Eagles lose the game. That, that That's the way those stats get, you know, affected so uh, to me numbers do not matter to me this year obviously if he's lighting the world on fire from first quarter to fourth quarter or i'll tell you what else you know what i also i'd rather see him start slow sometimes in the first half and then come out and make adjustments in the second half and play strong and play better and finish stronger that's what i it's got to be a reverse of somehow and i'm not saying i want jalen hurts to start the game slow to see that but like that, th- those little things to me, all the numbers go out the door. It's it's all eyeball to me this year. It's yeah. all those small adjustments. Um, put away the wins, put away the passing yards, the rushing yards, the touchdowns. Yeah, man, that's what it comes down to. Now, number wise, he like if he's throwing sixteen interceptions, fifteen interceptions, well, then yeah, or, yeah. or fumbling, or 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 eleven interceptions and six fumbles. Yeah, that's an issue. Right. The only reason the only reason I asked that was just because I was just looking at, you know, Carson Wentz's rookie numbers. Um, he played yeah. that full season, you know, had 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. And, you know, looking at the numbers, they're not, you know, great. Like I, you know, no, but you when you watched exactly. So let me take, take, there. take my result. answer, take my answer and put it to what you saw with Carson Wentz that year. Yeah. 
He had 14 interceptions. I don't know how many fumbles. They only won seven games, I believe, that year. Seven and nine, I think they were that year. Um, and they started like three and oh that year. That was the Pittsburgh bl- the zip blowout in week three. Um, yeah. but even though those numbers are, you know, eh, and the interceptions are alarming, what did you see when you watched Carson Wentz in, in his rookie year? Did you know? You saw perseverance, you saw, you know, instinct, um, you know, just simply simple intangibles, right? Like the things you saw with Carson Wentz, throwing the ball downfield, having the arm strength, um, accuracy, building a rapport with Zach Ertz. Um, He had a good rapport with Jordan Matthews his rookie year. Um, So just the, you know, those little things, we didn't expect him to go out and win every single game in his first season with Doug Peterson's first year as well. They freaking Wentzylvania was born that year. Wentzylvania was born that year off of a seven win season. Because you watched him and you knew. And he built excitement. What you had right now. I want to address this because Nikki, first of all, thank you so much for commenting. I want everyone, if you're watching comment with us, ask us questions you have, join the conversation, makes it a lot more fun. And But I want to address this conversation, this first, Scott. Um, he has to win games. When you have a legit franchise guy, they win games no matter how bad the team is. He has to do that, a playoff berth, and close to winning a playoff game. So first, let me talk about what a franchise quarterback means to me because I've had this conversation before. I forget if you were on the show or not with us when we talked about this, but my idea of a franchise quarterback is what she's saying. Right is yeah, always agree. someone asked me about winning Super Bowls, like if he has to win a Super Bowl, and I'm like, no, like think about all the great, great quarterbacks that haven't yeah. won a Super Bowl or have one Super Bowl win in a 18 year career. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, like all these great, great quarterbacks. Peyton Manning yeah. only has Peyton Man has what two? One with yeah. Indy, one with Denver, right? Yeah. A franchise quarterback is a guy that's going to have you in contention year in and year out for yeah. mo- for the most part, right? However, that's not fair to this year for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I'm sorry. I Listen, as, a, as an Eagles fan, I would love nothing more than a playoff berth and winning a playoff game or close to winning a playoff game or whatever this year. I think that's very unrealistic and unlikely. And I think that's uh, football is the ultimate team sport. And while quarterback is the most coveted position in that team sport, the rest of the team matters. I think you saw that last year. And I know everyone wants to put everything on Carson. The rest of the team absolutely sucked, man. And you saw that Jalen Hurts came in and and had all these incredible stats in the first half, and the team still went one and three in the final four. This roster is not very good, in my opinion. I hope I'm wrong, but if the rest of the roster is not very good, if the defense is giving up almost 30 points per game, 28 points per game, that's not fair to ask essentially rookie year Jalen Hurts almost with this roster, a brand-new coaching staff, to – to win the division or 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 make the playoffs. I don't think that's very fair. However, I do that is my definition of a franchise quarterback, but that yeah. not in not in year one. See, and you know, there's levels to being a franchise quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You know, that, that's he doesn't he doesn't turn wow. into playoff title contention franchise quarterback in year one. Yeah. I mean at that point, what we're asking him to be, Nikki, is Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> like, you know, to come out, you know, take us to the Super Bowl first year, you know, get us in the playoffs, totally turn this team around, which, you know, Patrick Mahomes expectations are just simply not fair. Um, you know, the, at the end of the day, I would I would call some like what we call Deshaun Watson a franchise. So, hold on. Can I, I don't mean to interrupt you or cut you off, yeah. but I, I do want to bring this up. 
because it once once she said that it, it triggered a guy that I just brought up with two Super Bowl rings. You know Peyton Manning's numbers in his rookie year. Oh yeah, I, I, they're terrible. Three and thirteen record, twenty six touchdowns, twenty eight interceptions. Peyton yeah. Manning is one of the greatest to ever do it, in my opinion. So that just goes to show you, like first year, it doesn't matter if he like we. I'm not saying like he needs to put up all these numbers to be the guy or whatever. You'll know by watching, even if the team only wins five games. Like, like a, a game, you know, maybe it's not winning all of these games and getting a playoff game. Maybe it's just the one week, you know, against the Dallas Cowboys where the, the Eagles go down early 21 to seven in the first exactly. And Jalen Hurts fights, you know, brings them back from down 20, you know, two score game against your division right. rivals comes up in the fourth quarter, gets the lead back, and takes that game home. Exactly. How, that's, that's another like, aspect, that, Scott. That's like a win times 10, you know what I mean? Like, that's going to build our confidence through the woo for him to see that type of performance in those huge moments. So some games mean more than others in, in a sense, you know what I mean? I completely agree. And, like, it comes down to now new coaching staff. I have no idea what Sirianni's system is going to look like, what the run-pass ratio is going to look like, but just – you know, all this pressure is on him, but at the same, you have to put these guys in a position to succeed yeah. as well. Like, maybe don't have him drop back forty-five times a game, fifty times a game next year. Okay, that, that's not the uh, that's not the key to success. I do agree with what she just um, said. I, I do agree with that. We have a once-in-a-lifetime draft opportunity next year that will force our hand on Jalen. We cannot leave next season with. No, so exactly. I, I completely agree with you. And that's if you if you uh, tuned in during the Rob Motti uh, interview, like, I, and you'll be hearing this from me every single week because I'm sure this will be a top uh, topic of discussion. That's the only that's the only key I have to this year is is finding out if he's the guy or not. So I agree with you. What I'm saying is, getting to the playoffs and almost winning a playoff game doesn't define if he's the guy or not to me. Like, yeah, if he does get us to the playoff, then oh, sure. Oh, well, then, you, know, you know. You know what I mean? Sure. But I don't expect that to be what has to happen for him to become Exactly. Exactly. So, like, we agree on some aspects, and we disagree on how – we agree that we have to find out. We disagree yeah. on what it's going to take to find out. If that that's, that that's the best way I can put it, man. But, yeah. Scott, is there anything else you want to touch on? Because this has been a very – quarterback filled um show today for 54 minutes yeah man um i guess you know just to i guess reflect one more time back on on what rob said and you know just kind of talking about um at the beginning you know with our draft class if he would have you know he he kind of threw in there that the eagles could have traded back to 20 and picked up a fourth you know a potential fourth first round pick for next season do you think that that would have just been overkill at that point? Or do you think you could just never have as many firsts as you, you know, you could never have enough first so, round picks? Like, what were your thoughts on that as far as that, about how he explained that and his thinking? So it's very interesting because I want to, I wish I, I wish it now looking back that I would have asked if he would have done that, even how the board played out with Devontae Smith. Right. With the, Well, actually I'm, I'm, I'm wrong because they traded up to get Devontae Smith. So I guess what he's saying is they stick at 12. Smith, Sertain, Horn, Waddle, they're all gone. 
Yeah. Then he makes that trade back is what he's saying. So my answer, man, I don't know. I know. I, uh, be, because here's the thing. I don't know who I would have taken at 12 if those four were gone. That's worth it. I would have right. taken Parsons probably, right. but they that was never going to happen because they don't invest there. But outside of that, at the same time, I didn't want to trade back at all. I, I get gathering right. the extra picks and all that, but to me, this was making it easier on Howie, not making it more difficult back to whatever. What was it, 20 or whatever they picked at? So... I, I would say I, I disagree that I, w- I wouldn't have traded back. And traded back for what? Like, like he, he brought up Quiddy Pay as a name. and No, yeah, I didn't want freaking Quiddy Pay. Yeah, that's that's what um kind of threw me off there, which that would have been the pick because they would have been picking right before the Colts. And uh, obviously the Colts took Quiddy Pay. So we would have, you know, traded back. We would have took Quiddy Pay um at you know a reasonable that would have been a reasonable place to actually take sure sure the value Uh, there but and so i guess you know when i reflect back on that it was like you know well i did think once we got to the second round there were still receivers there that we could have picked now it's me as excited as Devontae smith at the end of the day there's no other route in this draft that we could have taken the way the board played out that would have gotten me as high on this draft class by getting simply getting Devonte Smith. So I thought that that was the best case scenario, but I guess, you know, trading back and getting that extra first, if that's how it would have played out, it would have, uh, it wouldn't have been the worst case scenario. It's going to be interesting, man. <laughs> it really is. And my, here's my question to you, Scott. He turns out and shows flashes this year that he can be the guy, right? And we're yeah. we're kind of sold. Like, we can move on with Jalen Hurts now. We think he can be the guy, blah, blah, blah. Let me ask you this. You stay as is and then build around him and, and everything else with those three first-rounders next year? Or if he's the guy and two first-rounders, a third, and Jalen Hurts for Deshaun Watson. And, and Deshaun Watson's name is cleared. He's back, he's back in the NFL, blah, blah, blah. Jalen Hurts, two first and like a third or a fourth or whatever, or or maybe all three first. I don't know. Whatever the whatever the price is. Yeah, hey, what, so what do you do? Because yeah. because while we will have seen flashes that Jalen Hurts can be the guy, and then you have three first round picks. I'm talking about the Sean Watson. Yeah, yeah. So for me, uh, unless Jalen Hurts, you know, comes out and does what Nikki said, and you know, takes us to the playoffs and has like this incredible, you know, top tier elite quarterback performance next season, even then, I still would consider it. Um, like talking about Deshaun Watson, like you understand that, right? Yeah, Jalen Hurts. You know, if he builds his his resume up that well next season, then great. You know, and we can like maybe keep one of those extra. Picks. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I don't um, think it would be have to be if he shows flashes or he or he's good next year. I don't think it would take him and all three first yeah. to get Watson. But because you I, think about that that matchup, first of all, Jalen Hurts is from Houston, so I, you can't tell me that he would be opposed to playing in his home city, Houston. It they're not getting Deshaun Watson back. That relationship is broken. So if you can see Jalen Hurts next season be, uh, uh, you know, a potential a guy. That yeah. guy, then Houston can now take that chance. And they're not getting Deshaun Watson back anyway, so at least pick up a quarterback and, and some graphics. Yeah. You know, so. It's just interesting, man. Answer it's your just... question. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it all day. Deshaun I... Watson 
has proven he's a superstar because there are there's people out there right that say like him Rodgers I get because he's older blah blah blah. dude like Rob said if Aaron Rodgers three three first and a player for Watson huge contract Deshaun if Jalen Hurts performs well you won't have to give up three first yeah but I okay I'm sorry but even if you did I'm not saying I definitely would do it you you think I give a damn about Deshaun Watson's contract yeah, he's not. First of all, next after this well last year, <laughs> after twenty twenty one, we get out of cap hell. So it's not like we take on that contract and we're we're still in cap hell. Secondly, yeah. you do understand we're talking about Deshaun Watson, yeah. like a, a top a, a maybe top five quarterback in the entire National Football League who's like twenty six years old. So think about it this way. So right, all all this turmoil that's going on in Green Bay. Um, let's say Aaron Rodgers is is out of you know Green Bay. Once exactly, they, Nikki, Nikki. We're not Nikki. QB wins, people, Nikki. So QB wins means nothing to me. Exactly. Like we the like t- the Texans. The Texans the stink. Were incredible last they year. Stink. They, this is my point. Good. Like when this is this goes back to the playoff conversation with Hertz. When it's the ultimate team sport, just because. They, they're he's barely over 500. The Texans are a dumpster fire. They have been yeah. since he's gotten there. Yeah, I mean you trade they the trade away the for, for chump change. Yeah, running back. Like, come on, that's dumb. And so, like, what I was gonna say was, if everything plays out, this is all hypothetical. You know, if Aaron Rodgers is traded out of Green Bay, I would imagine next year Devonte uh, Devonte Adams, free agent. Not going to sign back with Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. That would be dumb. Unless Jordan uh, Love is like the guy. So now you, you, so I'm just using Devontae Adams as an example, but yeah, I got you. Let's say you bring in Deshaun Watson. You have a ton of cap space freeing up next year because the Carson Wentz contract falls off. Alshon falls off. Deshaun Jackson falls off. Zach Ertz falls off. Like you're going to have so much space. You go out, you trade for Deshaun Watson. Let's say it's, a first, a, a second, and Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts balls out, if he if Jalen Hurts has an end season, maybe it's Jalen Hurts and two firsts. You bring Deshaun Watson in. Now you have an attractive situation with Deshaun Watson. It's not Jalen Hurts we're talking about. It, we're talking about Deshaun Watson, a proven elite top five NFL quarterback. So now because- maybe Devontae Adams wants to come to Philly if you have Deshaun Watson. Maybe you can get these high, you know, these high price or these big name free agents now because you have an elite quarterback. You saw what Alshon came over from Chicago for. He came over to play with Carson Wentz. That's what yeah. he came for. He said, I'm coming to Philly. I want to play with a good quarterback. Shit sucked in Chicago. We had no quarterback. Boom, he comes. We win a Super Bowl in 2017. So <laughs> you know, it's all hypothetical at the end of the day, but oh for sure. Yeah, we are not like Philadelphia attractive to free agents as well. We are not laying out this scenario that the Eagles are going to have Deshaun Watson and, and Devontae Adams. It's but it, it's the type of player that yes. it could attract. And my point, like, because there are people that keep saying, like, when it comes to Watson or or you know, Rogers is exactly what we're talking about. It's the ultimate team sport. So how would the Eagles, you know, be successful when you're trading away those two or three first rounders and your roster still sucks and you're just plugging in one of those quarterbacks? Well, as much as I loved Carson Wentz, he's not MVP Aaron Rodgers. Right. Okay. 
Now, two, three years ago, I would have taken him over to Sean Watson. Yeah. But what I've seen transpire over the last two to three years, no. So it's just interesting. And I'm not even saying I would make the trade. Scott, you're probably on board. I'm I don't know. But to just be like, hell no, Jalen Hurts will take we'll draft in the, we'll take those three first round draft picks. All right. Well, you do yeah, know but- that uh you do know Hallie Roseman's still selecting those three first round draft picks next year, right? Like if you're asking me, like, would I take Watson like over potential draft pick? Hell yeah. Like, there's no way I would not take Watson over anybody that would come out next year's draft. Period. Like, like, like so here's my thing. Everyone, everyone, there everyone's so excited about this Eagles offense, right? Okay. How about Deshaun Watson, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith? How's that sound to you? Sounds okay to me. Scott's a little delayed or frozen over there. Hope we didn't lose. There we go. He's back. <laughs> there we go. But that that sounds that sounds a little bit better to me, huh, Scott? Yeah, I mean, it, and, and and my point about I I don't even know I don't even know what it would take. I'm just using that as an example. If Hertz performs, blah blah blah. Maybe they don't want Hertz. Maybe the asking price for Deshaun Watson is four first round draft picks yeah. and, and and two seconds. I I have no idea. And maybe Watson. Gets arrested and goes to jail. You know yeah, what I mean? you don't know. Yeah, who the hell knows? But my point is, if he's back in the NFL, he's not playing for the Texans. So I right. don't know how the Texans can think they're going to get all that draft capital or whatever with a guy that will not play for them. Yeah. I think he would sit out. So you're going to take what you you're not going to take a couple second round picks, but you're not getting four first and whatever else right. for a dude that's not playing for you. Right. So. It's going to be very interesting. Rodgers, like Rob said, we're still going to get a lot in return. He's 35, 36 years old. You got that plays a factor, right? And he apparently is saying, me or the GM. And if he doesn't want to play for you, right, he'll go host Jeopardy. So (laughs) so it is very interesting. Scott, before we wrap up, I think I do need to change the title of of this of this of this uh, episode to quarterback factory because it's yeah. it's all we've discussed today man and I, but i love it and you know we will be doing some fun things because it is going to be a long off season it's the hot topic we, right now man we are looking to do this weekly just about weekly throughout this off season so we're gonna have to get creative so we will be doing all time list power rankings breaking down every division week by week yeah, we'll look the schedule the schedule comes out this Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah, All right, so maybe Scott, me and you were talking about putting out some extra content. Maybe we hop on Wednesday night and yeah. uh, and we break That's down this schedule. Eagle schedule and the schedule in a whole as a whole. But Abe, before we hop out of here, man, th- first of all, thank you for joining. I don't care if you're late; you're the man. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, uh, Abe says Jalen Hurts is the guy. Uh, Abe, also, Abe. <laughs> we we had Rob Motti on earlier, so if you want to, when this ends. Please go check it out. And Abe and everyone watching, do me a favor. If you haven't already, go subscribe to our our new YouTube channel, DSM Media on YouTube. It's me, Gint, Scotty. Um, we are still obviously on the, we're live on the Pain Lines Network, but we are just our videos are going up there. Our, we're, we're clipping stuff and putting it up on that channel. We're going to be going live and, and di- just putting up a lot more fun content since the three of us will be working um, a lot more together. 
So please go subscribe to DSM Media, especially if you want to be involved in our upcoming giveaways that we have planned uh, in the coming week. So you'll have to be subscribed there. And also, Scott, I guess we should promote our Twitch channel, yeah. also DSM Media. Go give us a follow or, sub- or subscribe on Twitch. Um, I got to tell you guys, I'm new to Twitch. So it's going to be a, a learning curve for everyone here when we do go live. But maybe Wednesday night, uh, me and Scott will be um, going live on our Twitch, breaking down the schedule. Yeah. Abe, it is if you go on my Twitter at you follow me on Twitter at DylanJD98. It's pinned on my um, it, it's pinned on my uh Twitter account. So you can go hit that link there and sub up on um. You guys gaming? No, not gaming. Just the same stuff. Going live, talking about sports, the NFL, Philly sports, uh, the Eagles. Everything once, I, like that. once I get, uh, once I get, you know, the Twitch up and running, you might catch me on there gaming a little bit. But yeah, hell I, yeah, Scott. Nothing crazy, you know. But I, I may, I may get on Twitch and game with you guys a little bit. Yeah, Mark does not like the the Lamar Jackson takes, and we'll definitely have Mark on one well, week to discuss. Me. But uh. About it because my just a quick counterpoint to what he said about you know Des Bryant, Willie Sneed. Well, you know, what what receiver wants to play with Lamar Jackson if he's running the ball every every damn play? Yeah. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's not a very likable like would would Antonio Brown like not Antonio Brown, he's not a primary receiver anymore, yeah. but you know, like a Julio Jones. You're gonna enjoy run blocking, you know, eighty percent of the time. I don't. I don't think no, so. But Nikki, first of all, this is a great ass idea, and what uh, one <laughs> idea that she and ins- she just inspired something live here. Um, this Abe, I also love this okay. idea as well. I to bring you guys to the production. Hell yeah! <laughs> However, what I'll say is maybe our U- DSM Media YouTube channel is a little more kid friendly, a little PG thirteen. And the Twitch is where we have some fun. We drink some beers, and yeah. you know we, we let you know we have a little bit more uh, fun on the Twitch account. Rated R, rated yeah, R, yeah, rated R. I have no idea what we'll, we'll be saying that'll be so bad, but who, who the hell knows when I? Um, but I love all these ideas. So, guys, that's another thing. Never know. Yeah. Yeah, keep keep the the ideas floating to us because whatever you guys want to see, we'll like we're open to suggestions and ideas yeah. and, and we'll, we'll get creative. Uh, but Nikki, Abe, Mark, everyone commenting. Thank you so much for watching with us. Go subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch accounts at DSM media um, and have a good night. And Mark Lamar Jackson just isn't a good quarterback. Have a nice night, everybody. Whatever you got to drink, let me get that. To the end zone. Touchdown.